So my mom had a teaching certificate. At the time, it was like a two-year administrative certificate. She had done that. So she was the teacher. My dad was busy working, and I was pretty much just put on the front porch and told to entertain myself and not to get off the porch because there were cobras in the driveway. That was Anita Bashirs of Known SF, an art curation company. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the artists, activists, and small businesses that make this city so special. This is part one of our Valentine's 2024 episode. For this podcast, we'll meet Anita and her husband, Lester Raw. This episode is a lot longer than what we're used to, so I'm going to keep this intro short. I do want to say that Anita curated the art show that just went up at Minibar last week. But more on that in part two next week. Here's my conversation with Anita and Lester. We're at Valentine's Scrooges, but we have a real reason for it. There's also the practical thing of like, um, honey, let's do something special, but not on the day of Valentine's, like go out to eat on Valentine's. Fuck that. Worst idea ever. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was born in Mississippi. Here we go. <laughs> that is not a fake accent, by the way. That is the it voice sounds of the fake woman now. That I married. <laughs> I was born in, in Batesville, Mississippi, because there was no hospital in Senatobia, Mississippi, where we were living at the time. Let's just say Batesville. I've never heard of that. So well, no, you wouldn't. That was the place with the hospital. That was the closest hospital to Senatobia. How Batesville. far are we talking? Oh, I think Senatobia and Batesville. We're only about 45 minutes apart. But still, like, when it's go time for your mom, kind of feel like I 45 to, minutes I feel like I like, need to Google that now. Oh, well, no, no. My mom had babies back when they knocked you out. Oh. She had no idea she was having a baby. In okay. fact, my favorite story about my mom having babies was when she had my older brother, John. Uh, because my parents are, are both, my dad was is a minister, was a minister. And uh-huh. so, you know, they've never had a drop to drink in their lives or, you know, anything more than an aspirin, you know? So, oh, no, yeah. So drugs, real like when they have to be, you know, have surgery or something, it's a big deal, yeah. you know. And they're lightweights. They don't like it. It feels too weird, you know. So they knocked women out back then and didn't even like you weren't even you were just out. They delivered the baby and then they wake up. Not local anesthetic. This, no. this baby whole, is none yeah, of your business, thing. man. Yeah. We're just going to sedate you. Also, it's kind of like we don't really need you. Exactly. We just it's need so your uterus. It's yeah. so bizarre. And so the and no no concern about what it might do to the baby, which you know we, I guess we and like out. metal objects or maybe and that is what's wrong that. with me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when she had my oldest brother, that would have been 1963. Mm-hmm. Um, he's five years older than me. Yep. So, 1963. So, the doctor had this deal where he would say, let, they'd wake the mom up and say, you had a baby. And then he's like, you tell the husband what you had. Like, the doctor wanted that little moment. Like, mom, tell dad, did you have a boy or a girl? Oh, okay. Yeah. Posing gender roles. You so know, early. All of it. So like early. Right from the beginning. And for the baby and the parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we're in Mississippi. Yeah. And so, oh no, that was actually in Florida. So, you're like, Joyce, tell David what you had. And she goes, I don't want to. Oh. Because she's all looped out. Oh. Because she's never, like, she's Done just drugs. loose. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to. And he's like, come on, Joyce, tell David what you guys have. And she goes, I don't want to. And he's like, Joyce, tell David what you had. And she goes, fine. We had a puppy. <laughs> That's uh, my mom on drugs. Yes. Yeah. 
So he That's was, your brother's story. And he was indeed not a puppy. Okay. He was a he was a full boy. So uh, so Cenotopia, my dad was a preacher. He preached at a church in Cenotopia. Went to Batesville. I was the third. I have two older brothers. Okay. And um, then when I was two years old, they went into the mission field. Okay. This would be 1970. Yes. Okay. 1970, they moved all of us. I was two years old, three small children, and to the jungle of Cameroon, West Africa. Wow. And, you know, like, as an adult, I've heard a lot of things about how insanely dangerous that was. Yeah. Um, and I have different opinions now about that kind of work. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But it was just your reality. Yeah. I mean, you, and you didn't even, you're two. Like, you didn't even know at yeah. the time the move. No. Like, I was just along for the ride. And... But are your early memories there? Well, we had a monkey and a parrot, so that's mm -hmm. what most people are fascinated with. Mm -hmm. But and also something I remember vibrantly having those two pets. Yeah. Um, what were I, their names? Uh, Chip Chip and Happy. Chip Chip. I mean, it's Chip Chip the monkey. Yeah. Happy the parrot. Could be. And it, African gray, so repeated oh. everything mm. except my oldest brother's name. He would admit my oldest brother's name from every... Oldest brother was a puppy. He was a puppy. <laughs> so they just yeah. left him out. He wasn't a, a real boy. But um, your parrot was happy. My parrot was actually named happy. <laughs> but mostly what he would repeat was like my mom would come out on the porch and go, you know, John, Kevin, Anita, come in for dinner. And he'd go, Kevin, Anita, come in for dinner. <laughs> just drop John's name out. Like, I, I don't know if it was the J sound or wow. what. Wow. Um, most famous parrot story is that my dad built a little office off of, we had a carpet. We, our, our house was made of concrete blocks and had a tin roof. So, and half of the year it rained. So we could mm. never even hear ourselves talk yeah. when it was raining. Yeah, that's loud. Um, and we had no TV, no radio. So I didn't have any of that until I was six years old. I had zero. It's not like today, kids. Like I had no world outside of that world. I didn't even have mm -hmm. an awareness of a world outside you of that world. You miss it a little world. bit? No, no, no she okay. has no interest in anything animated. She couldn't give a rat's ass about. Uh, oh, you're talking uh, about missing the, the, te the television stuff. It did yeah, ruin yeah. me for Sesame cartoons. Sesame Street stuff like that. Yeah. I meant, do you me. do you miss not having any of that shit and just no, being like, I, you know what? It's just this. I am really I glad I had that experience because I think it made me more creative. Yeah. I had to make my own fun. I mean, we really had nothing. Right. Like, and my parents were busy. My dad was busy missioning, and my mom was busy teaching all of the other missionary kids to keep them at school level because mm. they had to go back and test into the grade that they should be in. So they oh, actually, wow. so they're basically homeschooled. Right. So my mom had a teaching certificate. At the time, it was like a two-year administrative certificate, and she had done that. So she was the teacher. My dad was busy working, and I was pretty much just put on the front porch and told to entertain myself and not to get off the porch because there were cobras in the driveway. You know, oh my like fuck, I <laughs> did not see that coming. Not to mention, <laughs> right, like yes. you know, just all like the cobras. We had... Indiana Jones cobras. The ones yeah, that do yeah, this yeah, shit? yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. Yeah, and <sighs> and right next to us was enough wooded area that there's also the snakes that drop out of the trees. You don't oh, want to go. You don't want to go play over there. Yeah. We had a pretty big front yard. We had a school next door, and so the school kids would come and play with us. You know, after school got out and stuff. So we had playmates, but. Um, yeah, it was like, you know, pretty rustic. But, you know, I like I said, I, 
I'm kind of glad I didn't have all those influences. It made yeah. me feel really left out and weird when I did move to the states at six years old. But I just say like the con- like at the time, it's just your reality. It's just my life. Like yeah. kids who grew up maybe where they didn't lock the front door. It's like, well, that's just that's just how it was. Yeah. And yeah. then it's only different when you start locking the front door. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so how long were y'all there? Four years. And we came okay, back Okay, so from one age two time. to six. Yeah, two to six, but we did, because they usually give missionaries a break yeah. after a couple of years, and you, you come back for, like, a couple months, and mm-hmm. then you go back out. Okay. So I Glorious did, work is hard work. Yeah. Oh, I did, totally. I did come back, at, I guess it was in 72 or so. Okay, so let's talk about your family's move back, though, the the permanent mm-hmm. one i guess right okay yeah we moved back when you were six or when so when i was six so okay. i i came back just in time to start school here so like kindergarten no no first, first grade first yeah. grade okay yeah. they basically taught me how to read and write in africa and then they just i was just pretty much ignored they probably hate hearing me say that but i oh. was um because they had to make sure everybody else, everyone else yeah, yeah. so yeah. i i could read and write and play a really mean game of chess by oh, a three. Damn. And Savant. We didn't have no, we didn't have or, anything else to do. Oh. Yahtzee and chess. That was it. Chess was considered a good time. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really exciting childhood. Right. Okay. Uh so we moved back to Oxford, Mississippi, which is I have heard there's a college there. University of Mississippi, yes. Ole Miss. Yes. I, I it, stayed in Oxford after that until I left for college. So Okay. Yeah, so, it, honestly, if you've got to grow up in Mississippi, Oxford is a pretty quaint, lovely little southern town with a lot of influence of the university. Okay. So there's at least more diversity, there's at least right. more, you know, it's not quite as... One of the coolest bookstores you could ever go to yes. is right on the town square. Square, square Is books. Oxford, is that Mississippi's Austin? Is that fair to say? Hmm. No. <laughs> I don't know if it quite rises Mississippi to that doesn't level. have well, no. an Austin. Okay, yeah. right. Because yeah. I know, I mean, like, Jackson is the town, the city. Right. And it's sad. I just know Ann Arbor and Madison, at least to name two, mm-hmm. have like there's some similarities. Like that, that's their states, Austin. Right. Or at least what Austin. Mississippi used to doesn't be. have an Austin. Yeah. Or... Yeah. God doesn't like Mississippi. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. College. Okay, so... I gotta keep us on track a little bit. I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> oh. I just... I didn't know what I wanted to do. Were you bored with it? Or? No, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a very half-assed student. I, I still made decent grades being mm-hmm. a half-assed student, but I was just completely opposite from him in this way. But mm. um, I just didn't know what I was wanted to, do, wanted to do, and my parents insisted that I go to a Christian college mm. if I went. Had your brothers yes, both gone? Yes, both of my brothers went to the college that I ended up going to. Okay. And both of my parents did not go to that one, but they went to other Christian colleges. Yeah. So it was like either you go to a Christian college or you go to college at Ole Miss and live at home, which was mm. not sounding great either. Mm-hmm. So finally, I, and it's not cheap either. That was the thing. I didn't want them to waste their money. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I asked, Private. And, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. could I just have like a year off and figure this out? You didn't do that back then. No. Back when I went to college, which was 1986, okay, um, our parents were so like proud that they were sending their kids to college because yeah. a lot of their generation didn't go. Yep. So it was just kind of like you're going, and we're figuring out how to pay for it. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. not. So you know, I did work study, and I had you know um, different like scholarships and stuff. But I have a question. Sure. If you like, when you got out of high school, you're saying like you weren't super excited about going to college 
what kind of things were you into? You know, I don't really know. Like, I was just, I was... Still figuring it out? I was kinda? just, I mean, I was in, I was like kind of in a weird place. I had good friends, but like I didn't hang out with the cool kids. I didn't hang out with the music kids. I didn't even know that art was an option. Because mm. my parents are just really not secular in any way, you mm. know? Like, so that just wasn't in our house. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to keep working you know, because I worked ever since I was 12 years old. I always okay. had jobs, you know. So I just wanted to keep working and, and you know, figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really have, like, a anything to bring them and say, I want to do this instead, mm. which is probably why I didn't get much leeway on that. It was, mm. it was just a non-start. We weren't even going to talk about it. Yeah. So they shipped me off to Harding University, which is the Christian university that we went to. Mm-hmm. And Is that still in Mississippi? or That's in Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. White County, Arkansas. It's called White County? It it's is. It's called White County, and it's also it's a dry. It's very descriptive. Yeah, and right. It's, and it's dry. Mm. Completely dry. Good. Yeah. Because yeah. it was against the rules to drink. It was against the rules to smoke. It was against the rules to even step foot into an, a person of the opposite sex apartment off campus. Yeah. We were all in dorms. We had curfews. I'm starting to hear uh, only the good die young. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was strict. It was more strict than most of us lived at our home. And we're talking late twentieth century. Yeah, Yeah. sure. We're talking the eighties. Actually, by the time I mean, you go to other places, you know, all all of our friends that were you know in state schools were getting drunk and you know. And Ole Miss is a huge party school. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge Greek school. Like Mm -hmm. it was sloppy, you know. Mm -hmm. So. No one that we knew were going the route that we were. No. Cocaine was just a thing that people did in the movies. In the movies, yeah. It wasn't real. Yeah, Yeah. Scarface. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that my parents tried to protect me, but we ended up living a a more, like, protected life from all of that. So, I mean, we were good kids, too. We we weren't bad kids. We weren't rebellious kids. Yeah. So. You mean you and your brothers? Yeah. Okay. And And him, too. um, Oh, no, not you. Never mind. mm. He's let's a more let's not jump ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Is this the school where y'all met? Yes. No, okay. Okay. Wait. Um. Is there anything else you want to tell me about your time before meeting our other guest today? I, um, because I was there to observe it, I do want oh, to throw this in. You know, uh, you were already going to the school. No, or? we because we, oh. we're we're the same age. I mean, we're, we're actually three days born, apart. Yeah, three oh, days shit. apart. You I'm know, three days older and, than him, and really within a few hundred miles of each other. You know, but okay. we met in Arkansas. Um, and when I met her, um, she wore, you were wearing a pretty pink jumper. You had a big bow in your hair. It was a pink bow and it was yes. a floral jumper that my mother made. Yeah. Yeah. My mother yeah. also made most of my clothes, which didn't make me very popular either. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm probably wearing a residence t-shirt or, yeah. you know, something like that, you yeah. know, at the point, at that point. You already going down the road yeah yeah we'll, we'll come back to that but sure. uh you know i lived to sum it all up i lived i lived a pretty just normal childhood not too raucous life in mississippi nothing that exciting okay. um and then yes got got shipped off to arkansas for college and also back then you didn't come home again you just went to college and you then went to college and you never came whatever. home again. yeah so is it at least in the pretty part of arkansas 
No. no. Oh, more toward the river. The you get toward the, the east yeah, side. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, right yeah. in between all the pretty parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like if you go down to Hot Springs or you go up to between the pretty parts and Memphis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that drive yeah. from Memphis to Cersei is terrible. Really? I Oxford is only an hour and a half away from Memphis, so that was my closest big town. It was Memphis? Big city. It okay. Was Memphis. Oh wow. Yeah. I think it's your turn. I think so. Okay. Thank you, Anita. Although, yeah. Um, we'll we'll get back to, you know, after you returned from F- Florence, Italy, you know. But, uh, um, you know, uh, my my mom grew up in, in Florence, Alabama, um, kind of near the Tennessee River, uh, not far from Muscle Shoals recording. Oh, studio. yeah. And... Uh, you know, when she got old enough and left home and, you know, she, she did a little bit of college and then she moved to Pensacola, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, where she met my dad, who was a fighter pilot. Um, in the Navy. In the Navy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he flew F-4s. Big uh, Navy presence there. Yes, I'm definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, they, you know, were doing that scene for a while. My brother was born in Brunswick, Georgia. I was born in Marietta, Georgia. And at that time, Dad got out of the Navy, you know, um, uh, the war was still going on. Nixon was still having, you know, little secret bombing raids, you know, in Cambodia and whatnot. And so uh, um, Dad had gotten out of the Navy, was driving a truck for Carnation uh, Milk, and oh. uh, they were poor as Job's turkey and, you know, mm-hmm. eventually decided they wanted a couple of nickels to rub together, and Dad got back into the Navy. So then oh. we moved to San Diego. So really, you know, I have wow. no memories of Georgia whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh San Diego was, yeah, really the first place that I remembered. Okay. And then, because Navy, you know, he got transferred to, uh, back to, to Florida. We uh, um, lived in Pensacola for about three years, and okay. I was at the naval base there. He was training pilots at that time. Um, Mom kind of discouraged him from staying in the air, you know. Mm. It's a dangerous safe safer on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then we, uh, we would move to Virginia, from there and uh, lived there about eight years and still so still with the, your dad in the, in the Navy yeah dad's in the Navy at that okay. point he's on the Nimitz uh, you oh. know I mean like but yeah I mean he'd be gone a lot you know mom, mom was really you know instrumental in raising me and my brother I've got an okay. older brother you know we're you know about uh, 16 months apart okay you know, so, Irish twins uh, yeah yeah bang bang you know yeah. they're happening fast and I'm sure it correlates with when dad was uh, you know on shore leave you yeah. know and um, in fact when he came back, like, you know, the Nimitz, you know, was in that carrier group uh, in the Persian Gulf when the uh, the hostages were on Iran. Right? Oh, okay. That was a nine-month tour. I mean, he was gone yeah. for nine months. And uh, when he came back home, I remember, and, and this was a lot of money at the time, he gave my brother and I both a $20 bill and sent us out of the house. Wow. You know? Which we went we went to the mall, and, and it was like the last week in Star Wars was playing. Oh. You remember, that was in the theater forever. Yes. Right? And, and we bought our tickets, and we watched Star Wars three times I was gonna in a say, row that's a that four, day. Twenty bucks is a fortune. Hell yeah! We bought a so lot much of food, and coke, candy and, and popcorn. Oh, you better candy. believe it! Yeah, and we spent the whole day. Watching you saw Star Wars. It just three back to back. back oh yeah, to back. Oh wow. yeah, absolutely. They wouldn't chase you out of the theaters in those yeah. days. You know. So your one ticket got you in for three, you know, and then you right. spent the rest of your money at the concession stand. But also, it was Star Wars, and you're like, 
Oh yeah, yeah. The whole world. Yeah, and right I, I mean, you know, the idea of having a VHS player or something like that at the time was, uh, you know, that, that, that just wasn't. A, yeah, that, that that wasn't happening. Right. And uh, you know, I just, I literally believe this is the last time I'll ever see that in my life. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. it was going to be so sad, you know. Yeah. But. Um, Oh, true. I hadn't even thought about that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah we yeah. never thought about repeating movies. And we didn't know there was going to be a sequel. Right. No. Yeah. No. And, and what uh, that would mean. Yeah. And, and, and I would see all the Star Wars sequels while I still lived in Virginia. Okay. You know, so... Uh, you were there long enough. Long enough, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I was there up until we, uh, you know, uh, um, went to college. And I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I just definitely knew I wanted to get out of the house. Okay. Yeah. How the heck... From what you just told me, did you end up at a Christian school in Arkansas? This all comes from the fact that we were both raised Church of Christ. Oh, yeah, we're, we're in the same religion. Okay. Yeah. Her dad was a preacher, but my dad was, there was an no... elder in the church. Okay. You know? Yeah, no, we went yeah, to church yeah. every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. Yep. Like, yeah. It was... Same here. And, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, you know, and, and Harding uh, was a safe place for your kids to go. Now, oh. had I gotten into William and Mary... You know, which was my first choice school. Mm-hmm. I would have gone there. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, I was kind of like, well, yeah. My brother was already at, at, at school in, in Arkansas, and I was like, yeah, maybe it's worth it going there just to get out of the get house. Away. Get away. Get, get far enough In a away. good distance. But at that point, you know, I was already, you know, I was reading Robert Anton Wilson, and, uh, you know, uh, William S. Burroughs was my man, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, and so... Uh, uh, was I that was, your, whatever, your Virginia time influence? Yeah, I, I ran into... Were you into like D.C. area of Virginia? Or? No, right on the, the, the North Carolina border. Oh, know, down, Chesapeake, okay. Virginia Beach, right down there. Okay, got it. But, uh, yeah, I, one of my uh, good friends in in, uh, in high school, his older brother, um, you know, was, was the guy that would, uh, uh, you know, introduce us to music and literature that perhaps was not on the listening yes. or reading list that my folks would have given me. I mean, I still remember, you know, look, I was, I was, Billy Joel was my man up until Second I was 12 Billy years Joel old. Second Billy Joel reference of this episode, yeah, by the way. And I still love, man, I still love Billy. Don't get me yeah. wrong, you yeah. know. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, 13 years old, uh, you know, this same friend mm-hmm. uh, gave me my first joint, mm-hmm. and uh, and we we sat there and he put on Genesis, uh, "The Lamb Lies Down" mm-hmm. on Broadway, oh and my my little thirteen year old brain just exploded yeah. in that moment, you know. And I was like, "Wait, you can do that with music? Right. That's amazing, you know." Uh, and um, yeah, so I was, uh, you know, and then, I mean, yeah, my my bands. I mean, I was I was really into a lot of prog rock. Uh, you know, so I was definitely into, you know, King Crimson. Those are my guys. But mm-hmm. easy step from Crimson to Zappa, mm-hmm. from Zappa to the residents, you know. And and to this day, if people ask me my, my three favorite guitar players, I always say Frank, Fripp, and Finger. You oh. know, Frank Zappa, Robert it's Fripp, and Snake Finger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you, when did playing start? At about 13. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the friends that I... With I, the joint and Genesis. Yep, and like, yep. Give me a, a guitar. Um, yeah, I, I was already kind of into the guitar before that. I mean, I had, okay. you know, the Glass Houses songbook, oh, you know. yeah, yeah. And strums. Well, your first guitar, when did your dad give it to you? Um, 13. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so all of this was happening right about the same time, you okay. know. And it, was, and it was the perfect time. I mean, uh, before that, I had, you know, 
I had model airplanes, you know, hanging from my ceiling. I was that kid, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everything my dad did was totally cool. And mm. then I discovered the, the Beatles. And was like, baby killer, you were in Vietnam, man, you know. And, and, and I had to go through that phase. The oppositional. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And, um, uh, yeah, so by the time I'm, I'm getting to Harding, I'm there just to get out of the house. Right. And when... You know, when I met Anita, you know, like I said, you know, I'm meeting this 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 girl in a jumper with a big bow in her hair. Like I said, I'm probably wearing, you know, either a revolting cock shirt or, or something like that, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, didn't... Well, I thought she was hot, you know. I mean, there was definitely that part, but I was kind of like, man, there's, there's no way, you yeah. know, that uh, that, that we're, we're going to be on the same page. What she was thought the, I was a weirdo. What was the... Uh, like, what... Um... Say the setting, the scene. My roommate, um, the pink bow, went to high school with her. <laughs> okay, and so and that's how we I, met. I recall it being outside the library, uh, uh, but it was in the quad. I remember it. It was that weird little structure thing they had there. The little bell tower. Yeah, thing. the little bell yeah. tower that was there in the in the quad, and you were with Brian um, and his roommate introduced us and I just remember thinking oh god this guy is such a freak <laughs> what a weirdo and um I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with this guy we we didn't date for four years okay so from that time like yeah. we met we had mutual friend groups on and off mm-hmm. how big is the school small well what five thousand? That five, six, five, five or six yeah. thousand, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. super tiny, but and not big. Uh, we had like yeah, mutual fingers. I we really didn't hang out that much the first couple of years, though. Yeah, I mean, did we hang no, out? No, no. I mean, I don't think we did at all. No, I remember. You know, you went and did that semester. Uh, my in sophomore Florence. year, I my parents thought that my brother, that's immediately older than me was too rigid and uptight. And so they oh, figured out a way. Even by their standards. Yeah. So <laughs> he, they said, you know what, Kevin, we really think you should go spend a semester abroad and get, and he, Shake it up he wouldn't that. do it. Oh. He turned him down. Well, I was like, we're, I thought we were way too poor for that because preachers in Mississippi do not make a lot of money. And so I was like, wait a minute, we can afford that? I was like, I'll, I'll go. And they're like, I don't think you need to go. Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask, were you starting to kind of loosen up in your college years? I was always, I was always she the, was always the fun oh, I was okay. super you know, fun. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was just kind of dorky. But I was okay. super fun and adventurous and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I just Like was, down for whatever? Kind yeah, of, yeah, or, yeah, okay. yeah. I, mean, I was, were, but I was a good a kid. a little bit of a... Well, were you a party girl before you went to, to Florence? No, no, I was that, not a party girl before I went to Florence. I think that's what I but, meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I would do is, like, in the all-girls dorms, I would streak down the hallway just oh, to good. entertain everybody. <laughs> or, like, tie all my roommates' bras together and hang them out the window. I was always pulling pranks. Uh, I was always the sir. funny girl. I was always pushing. I got, so at our Christian college, when you got in trouble for something, like being late for curfew, if you did it too many times, you would get dormed, which is basically getting grounded. Yeah, quarantine. I was okay. dormed most of my Dorm. freshman year. <laughs> oh 
I was always in trouble for something, but it was all playful Just shit. I was never freaky. like, yeah, it was all, yeah. I was dating a big old lug of a Christian guy my freshman year, and they all thought we were going to get married. I thought we were going to get married, you know? I was just on that, but... And that that is kind of the, you know, the M.O., you know, uh, of, of Harding is, you know, we're going to make people get married. Yeah, you send right? your daughters to marry a good Christian guy before they get out into the real world. Yeah. So... And I'm guessing the dorms were not co-ed. No. Mm. No, in fact, my funniest story about you are my freshman year, or sophomore year. Oh, freshman uh, that year. would have been freshman year. Yeah, okay, yeah. so one time every semester... Your dorm can have an open house, and the person with the opposite sex, like the, the guys, could come just to visit. Just to visit and for like two hours. Highly oh, like chaperone. All the doors I mean, are like, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have cookies and stuff. Like all so innocent, right? So he and Brian showed up at my door at open house my freshman year, and he had a, a roof. Pinned. Well, you know the thing is, I mean, people would kind of dress up for this yeah, yeah, you know they you know. put on their coat and tie you know mm-hmm. uh yeah so he had on a jacket it wasn't you weren't dressed up but you had on a jacket yep, yep. and he had pinned a, a stick to his lapel like a little I, stick d- d- dug a little root out, out of the a ground tree. and uh-huh. you know and still had like dirt on it and stuff and, uh-huh. and he okay. stuck it in his little lapel and yeah, when little he, statement and when he comes yeah. into my room he goes hey look root near <laughs> oh, I love it. I was I like this it. guy. Yes. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? He's also like, showing you exactly who he is. Exactly. Right? But to outfit. me, I'm like, what a weirdo. What yep. a freaking weirdo. Yep. Like, I was dating the big old, you know. And, and that, that, was, that was me my freshman year. I was the he guy. He was that, a you character. Know, I, you know, me and my, uh, my other buddy, uh, you know, our, our whole thing was a... Uh, um, you know, in, engaging in moments of spontaneous um, uh, uh, street theater. You know? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, we would do like these whole bits, like, you know, out of kung fu movies and things like that for the crowd or, you know, uh, get running as fast as we can and, and then just trip and throw our books everywhere mm-hmm. and then look up at the sky and scream, look what God just did to us. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and and I got, I didn't get like bad trouble while we I was there. Did you get but I was I was getting I got dormed a few times. I got <laughs> I got called into the dormed. dean's office on uh, on a regular oh, basis because you're I, the I, I office oh, all the like time. you know I, I was way into horror films at the time and and uh, um, you know I, I thought I was going to be Tom Savini you know somebody so like you know me and my other buddy Don we would you know we. We were really into special makeup effects, you know. Were so making mean, movies? We didn't make any oh, movies back okay. then. It was really, you know, actually, you know, we should have. And mm. and I was a communications major, you mm. know. But I was I was really into the, you know, foam latex. You know, we did a whole thing in the middle of the uh, the student center where, you know, Don and I were staring at each other. And, uh, you know, two people start watching. Why are they just staring at each other? And then finally Don pulls out a meat cleaver and chops my arm off, you know. Yes. And the blood slowly goes across the table. Um, the, on the on the the weekend that um, you know, this they, is what you do when you can't drink, yeah. right? <laughs> and yeah, you, you honestly you come up with more wonderful ideas. You know, it was a yeah. crucible to to you know come up with some of these great ideas, right? And uh, and so um, uh, oh yeah, my favorite one was you know we did like some makeup on my hand and had it just totally gnarled like like it had been chewed on by a, a tiger, and. And it was the weekend when, like, you know, high school kids were coming to visit the campus. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's like fishing. You know, I'm just waiting. I got my hand inside my mailbox, you know, the room with all the mail. Everybody's got their little, their individual mailbox. I just got my, 
my hand waiting in there, you know, until the first group of kids comes in, and then I just start screaming bloody murder, <laughs> and then pull my hand out, you know, and there's blood everywhere, and, you know, Don runs up and grabs me, takes me off, rushes me into the bathroom, you know, but we left everybody, you know, a little speechless and yeah. freaked out. Couple I, of pranksters. Well, yeah, but I, he was so much more high level than me. And and for me, like when I got to Harding, like for the first time in my life, I was popular. Oh. Because I wasn't popular in 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 high school, and and uh, my brother that went before me, the the successful one. Yes. He was very popular. Okay. So he kind of paved the way for me, and we had our own version of the Greek system. Mm. It was not called sororities and fraternities; it's called social clubs. Okay, yeah. It's complete same setup, though. Right. Still like, like with the, you know without the drink. Kappa Sigs and yeah, yeah. Oh, Kappa still Greek. Talk. They, well, they would still well, they played was Greek. Kojo Kai, oh. so it was oh. yeah they blended. There was Jigoju, but there was also a girls' club called Tri Kappa. I am not shitting you they would walk around with shirts kkk on them yeah. and they were all blonde they were just the most aryan, aryan you know yeah. uh, girls out there yeah it's hard to think it, about some of that stuff I, I remember when i first saw that i was like you got to be kidding me. right like, anybody gonna raise their no. hand hold on no wait 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 and so of course you can I imagine was... the the joke try kappa everyone else has oh, oh yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. so um <laughs> I uh, I was immediately recruited into like you know the one of the better clubs and then immediate so I got on a very different track than him our okay. freshman year he was off you know chopping hands off and I was you know <laughs> rising star of perfect Christian girl right. you know like embracing yeah. it all and Christian leadership and you know and. Uh, like and I the was president really, of Kojo Kai. Not until later, but okay. yeah, yep. but I was I was really buying the whole thing because I was like, oh okay, okay, this is this where, is the direction. Yeah, this is the direction, and Got and it. I think it's really important too that it's really easy to sit on on different sides of opinions and experiences than different people, but mm-hmm. people really believe like I really believed all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I I wasn't faking it, you right. know. It was like I that was how I grew up, and yeah, I was cranky and stuff but I was a good kid and I really believed all that stuff mm-hmm. until I I did get to go to Florence oh so that's what shook it yeah mm-hmm. so okay, my parents it. were probably right that Kevin needed it more yeah. than me because when I got over there it was just I was practically engaged to this guy you know and I was like the sweetheart of all of the, the clubs and everything and and then uh, we had a really tumultuous semester where um, there's probably about 40 people that go on that, you know. Um, Is it like a semester abroad? Yeah, yeah. a semester okay. abroad. Yeah. Um, and uh, 12 people got kicked out for drinking while we were there. Oh. And that's where I had started drinking. I just didn't happen to get kicked out. Like it was one of those who told on who. Right. And I barely didn't get kicked out because oh, I just didn't happen to be drinking with the people who narked on everybody. And you don't Ugly. get you don't get dormed for that. You get kicked you out. You get kicked like out. You lose all your money. And, and, of the country and you or like you have to leave. You have to leave the school's facility. So some people didn't have money and they had to go right back home. Some people's parents were like really pissed. Yeah. And they like let their gave kids more money to travel around. But they were all really good friends of mine. You get really close and tight sure. and things like that. Like mm-hmm. camp. I did camp my whole life. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get those really and I saw this, this just insane hypocrisy of it all, and it just disgusted me. I'm also wondering how the hell they enforced that, because like 
because you sign no, your life away. You literally sign a piece of paper saying, if I do any of these things, there's people I ratting yeah. and probably other people watching. But like also in Florence, those laws like, rules don't exist. No. So we you're were 19 like, years old and right. legal to drink. Totally. So that's why and like, you would go to school for like four days and then you would have like four days to travel and you could go travel on your own. So we were unsupervised. And right. For, for so us, it's narcs, that was like, fucking rats, right? you know? Right. And yeah, we had this one girl who her boyfriend hated this guy that was there and he told the deans that he heard she had said oh yeah they're all going out and drinking and stuff and he told the deans in arkansas they called and they interrogated us all like we had to sit in a room and we were called out one at we just one at a time people would leave and then they'd never come back oh my god it was i mean at 19 squid game jesus it It screwed me up like it really did and it definitely was the beginning of me just going i don't think all of this is what you say it is like you guys aren't actually being christian Right. You know, this is really screwed up. And then, of course, I started, like, actually thinking, and nothing made sense anymore. It was, mm. it was for me, it was something that I just was like, this just does not make sense. I can't believe this. It doesn't make any logical an sense. An awakening of sorts. It was an yeah. awakening, and then it was a slow degrees of, like, having a friend who goes, well, what if there never was a Jesus? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Really? We can think that? Like, yeah. I had just never gotten to that <laughs> mental point before. I was right. really naive about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came back, like, I pretty much completely changed like, in that six months. Like, she left, I think, probably wearing that same jumper and pink bow. And then she came back in Italian leather. Like, cool <laughs> yeah. boots. Cool yes. jacket. I remember, like, when she got back, I was like... Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so did like, everybody. I, I was suddenly yeah. a lot more interested in Anita when she came back <laughs> from Europe. I was like, oh, she Well, also, cool. while I was over there, they voted me president of my sorority. The, right. And I was over it. Like, oh. I had zero interest anymore. Because mm-hmm. I was the only person in my club that was over there. So I had, like, just grown to have different bonds at that mm-hmm. point. But I had to come back and I had to actually be president. And it was the worst semester of my life. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Like, everyone hated me because I was smoking cigarettes and wearing leather. But you were like, okay. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, and then, and, and that was, you know, the, the fun thing, you know, I mean, look, you couldn't smoke anywhere on campus. Now, right. if you got up on the roof of the dorm, you know, and, and guys, you know, there, there was a huge double standard yep. over there. Like, guys could totally get away with doing more than uh, than the ladies could. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we could get up onto the roof of the dorm, and, and if you were there with people you trusted, like, I remember one of the guys in our hallway, he had this pair of binoculars, but, you know, was two flasks. You know, and you know, we'd sit up there with the binoculars. We're just going to go stargazing, you know, and uh, we're sitting there tipping, you know, so you could get away with stuff like that. But if you wanted to go have a cigarette, uh, the safest thing was to walk off campus. You followed the train tracks and then you went down beneath the trellis to a little place where the, you know, little creek, it was sometimes half the time it was dry, but you know, there was a little area there. And that's where all the kids would go to smoke mm-hmm. their cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that... when I came back, I was smoking a lot. Like mm-hmm. I had picked up and, and you we, picked it up in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And it'll do that. And so we were, that's, that's how we fell in love is cigarettes. Hanging, hanging out oh. underneath the trellis. So I knew he smoking. smoked. He knew I smoked. So we would start meeting. Just the two of you? <laughs> yeah. We well, would... I mean, sometimes there'd be other kids down there. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. not, it you know. But we'd run into each other in the cafeteria I mean, it... and be like, oh, you got cigarettes? No, yeah. I'm out. You know, it was and also that, about one of us had. Yeah. Yeah. You mm. know, you have any smokes? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had actually had a horrible semester trying to be president, being shunned and shamed and, and all of that. 
And then I, I did go back home and I went to Ole Miss for one semester because I had to get out of there. Oh. But it was worse going home. I said, okay, I've just got to white knuckle it. It'll take me one year if I go back to Harding to graduate. Or I, I'm, it's going to take me forever and I'm not staying at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. So I just white knuckled it. I went back for one year and that's when we started hanging out. Okay. And we would go... Both of your senior year? Yeah. Well, um, you changed your major so many times. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fourth year, both of your fourth year. Fourth year. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. And were you dating anyone? Yeah. Oh, we, seriously. We, I was setting him up with people. I was like, this guy's you know? great. Like, I'm gonna like I, I had a boyfriend at the time who was like ten years older than me and lived in Memphis and I would mm. go see him on the weekends. And I was like, we started hanging out and talking and smoking. We would just sit there and smoke and talk and smoke. I was like, this yeah. guy's so awesome. So I kept started setting up up with my friends. Okay. Which never worked out. No, no. Sem semi serious. Yeah, yeah I had I, I had other girlfriends. Yeah. They were just, you know, but, you know, uh, uh, whenever it would get to the point where, because, again, that was a marriage factory. Right. And, you know, whenever, like, I mean, Everybody and every girl, like, like that was where the relationship was going, and that would be about the point I'm like, uh, see you later, you know, yeah. and I'd bail out of the relationship. Look, yeah. I was going to, either I was going to play music, or I was, you know, going to make movies, or I was, I knew that my path was not you were going to. You were writing a play. Right. Yeah. I, it just was not going to fit with the, the 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 button down married life that most of the girls at Harding were going to expect. You had already had your awakening. Yes, at yeah. thirteen, and you knew that that's where you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was and something and to follow there. And, and again, there was part of me knew being at Harding was like this is an experience, you know, that will 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 impact. I mean, I hated it there, but I was like, it will impact who I am, you know, and 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 it's like I, I kind of like her. I'll white knuckle it, you mm -hmm. know, and get through. But I don't give a damn about any of this. And really, you know, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was, uh, um, I did a communications major, switched to to English lit, and then you know, started also doing the credential classes, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, maybe I'll become a teacher if I have to make some money, but it's not going to happen, right? I'll sell a novel. I'll sell a screenplay. Mm -hmm. I'll, 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 you know, something like that's going to work out. I loved how creative he was. And it, it, it. You know, it was also being a, uh, you know, it was a small pond. So, you Very. know, like those of us who, you know, played music, we hung out to, you know, with each other. I played in a cover band called Johnny Cat. And then those guys, you know, would be the ones that, you know, and this was, you know, about the same time, uh, you know, and and I kind of flirted with like seeing each other and mm. stuff, you know. I was playing in that cover band and we'd play shows at the student center and you know, and so innocent and sweet. Oh, it was, wasn't it? You know, and you had to, you know, you had to know your REM. You know, you had to be able to play some U two, <laughs> but you also better be able to play Skinner. You know, oh. I mean, right? Yeah, you because it's Arkansas. You had yeah. some people that were like into that college alternative scene, mm -hmm. as it was called back then. Right. And there are others there. It's like, no man, Van Halen. You know any Van Halen? Because this is late eighties, going yeah. into mm -hmm. ninety or so. Yeah, yep. we, I graduated and yeah. we got married in ninety. Yeah, I graduated in ninety. The same year I got. He graduated. We got married. Oh, so like not long from the maybe we should the, the, to getting oh, married very oh. quickly. Oh, no one. Even so it was a we marriage were... factory for y'all too. You and we didn't got know so it. Pissed. You didn't know I it. I was so pissed. <laughs> My whole goal was to get out of Harding and not get married. Right. And I never. I had no no plans to get married. I, he was going to move to New York and do his thing. I was yeah. there. I was like, I'm going to be single for a long, long time. After the you know? devil got in your soul in Italy, you're just like, fuck I'm all this. Right? Open tables. I'm and... ready to play. And so and we, yes. no, it was, it was hilarious because I had the boyfriend. 
we were hanging out all the time, and we would also, like, after I had to go in for curfew, we would talk on the phone for oh, hours, you know? And yeah. he became my best friend. Yep. And I was like, and then it was after a few months, I was like, wait, this really boring, sorry, Randy, this really boring guy, also an accountant, in Memphis, who shouldn't be dating someone 10 years younger than him, <laughs> yeah. is like, we, we, we glossed over that <laughs> problematic part of your Met relationship. Met church. Right. Um... <laughs> He is my boyfriend, but this other guy is like who I talk to mm -hmm. all. Like I could talk to about anything, mm -hmm. you know. So you and know. did Randy smoke? No, Randy did not smoke, and he did Sorry. not like me smoking. So, yeah. um, so it, dump the chump. Yeah, yeah. get so with the champ. He was a nice guy. I always, I always <laughs> like dated nice that. guys, but yeah, they were all really good, decent guys. But Can I ask though, because it sounds like like both of you were kind of like. When you definitely didn't even go in to college this way and you in the middle or so of your college experience you're like mm, I don't know about this but then you got married like what so quickly so right? we let's say I broke up with Randy in January February of mm -hmm. 1990 right mm -hmm. and I Actually, Brandy broke up with me before that <laughs> in like in November before we went on Christmas break. And I thought he had a crush on me, but he never made a move, this guy. Mm, played my cards never, very close ever, to my ever made a move. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I had never been broken up with. Randy was the first guy who ever broke up with me. So I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, whatever. This guy likes me. He And we went out one night. He did not make a move. He did not try. Oh. Nothing. Did not make oh. any moves when yeah. I was available. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I guess he doesn't like me. And mm. so then I went home for the Christmas holiday, and Randy wanted to get back together. I'm going to call Lester, <laughs> and I'm going to see if, you know, there's something there. Just give it one last chance. And so I called him, and I mean, I thought, I'm completely wrong. This guy is not interested in me at all. It was mm. the worst conversation ever. Oh. Like, it was just like, I don't know what it was. It was just like nothing. And I was like, okay, I guess he doesn't like me. So I got back with Randy. Went back for our, my very last semester, went to his apartment. I moved off campus just that semester. Mm -hmm. you know, went so to that, his that... duplex, mm -hmm. and the minute I saw him, I realized how much I missed him. That was Anita Bashirs and Lester Raw. Join us next week for part two with Lester and Anita. That episode drops next Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show and drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history 
and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.